Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about all the action that we have had over the course of the last few days this weekend. Obviously, we have had quite a fair amount of racing, but obviously in the virtual world because the current global situation continues to keep us locked down. Of course, I am not the only person involved in this WTF1 podcast. I'm going to turn to you and hopefully I'm turning the right way. Hi, Tommy. Oh, hi, Matthew. How are you doing? I'm also turning. Didn't see you there. Hopefully are you we, well? Yeah, hopefully we looked at each other then again. I'm sure we and If did. we didn't, then that's just that's just us, isn't it? Yeah. So let's dive into some three-word race. No, three-word reviews. Three-word reviews from fans, which technically are races, so it's all right. At Lottie Bolchwis, Norris Broken Game, at Addo underscore JK, Control Alt Cancel, and at Callum Gaspari, Charles Leclerc Masterclass. So the Control Alt Council was when Charles was trying to end his stream at the end of the Virtual GP, uh, which was very hilarious to watch. Obviously, Norris Broken Game was to do with uh, Lando's F1 2019 not wanting to work on his computer and of course Charles Leclerc masterclass referring to the virtual GP win that he had so pretty um varied uh, three word reviews obviously covering both racing and also technical issues because that's the one beautiful thing that we get uh, when when we're on computers hey eh, Tommy and that's us as well like we're the ones that struggle a hell of a lot with this as well yeah I'm glad it's not just us that we have these big established esports series still having the odd issue and a Formula One driver who does Twitch streaming and probably has plenty enough money to have a decent computer and still doesn't work. Yeah, I would hope he has enough money at, at this stage in his career. But I'm going to go in with my three-word review now. Seriously impressive performances. Now, this is more... Well, to be fair, it's to do with both the Race Legends Trophy and also the um, the Virtual GP. I'm not. I didn't actually catch much if at all of the Veloce stuff this this weekend. Uh, I know they were doing one-on-one races and whatnot, but yeah, for me, I didn't really uh, manage to catch much of that. I know, I think Lando won, did he? I La- think Lando, Lando won. won from Ben, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that just, just shows the calibre when Tiamat Mollet's coming runner-up, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, savage. <laughs> savage. Um, but obviously, I'm mainly talking about the, the impressive performance from the virtual GP, uh, and, and and Charles, obviously, uh, you know, unbelievable drive from him. He, he picked up the game eight days ago, and he ended up winning the whole thing, which was which was mad. Yeah, Charles, what what a performance on debut as well. Like you say, he was up there on the pace straight away in such a small amount of time. It shows. I mean, that's just so impressive. He was. We were chatting earlier, weren't we, about that he was up there with. F1 esports drivers that like he would have made the grid, I guess. Yeah, it's crazy. It was absolutely mental. I mean, the, the viewership was was mad as well, you know, because obviously with more and more F1 drivers getting involved, it's it's really cool and bringing certain drivers' fan bases along to, to watch. You know, I was surprised to see Antonio Giovinazzi racing. Uh, you had, you know, Formula One world champion Jensen Button turning up as well. Like the grid was ridiculous. I think we had six Formula One drivers for this year on the grid. We also had, you know, loads of sports personalities. You had Ben Ben Stokes, who's a cricketer. I don't know much about him, but me neither. Um, they kept making cricket jokes and no, references, no, no. I and I was, was like, I, I was cringing on the do desk. Do not understand Ooh. what you're talking about. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. But but the qualifying session, you know. When we looked at the Twitch streams the day before, it was ridiculous because obviously they were all racing each other. You know, George Russell, Alex Alban, Charles Leclerc, his brother Arta, you know, all these guys were racing and they were quick. And so going into yesterday, I was thinking 
damn, you know, this is going to be a really close race. Obviously, it didn't end up being it because everyone made mistakes. But but the actual qualifying session for me was the most impressive because Charles, I think, did a 19.6, uh, and Lundgaard took pole with a 19.5, 4, something yeah. like that, which which would be the tail end of the F1 esports drivers, which was the race they had after after the F1 drivers and stuff. So, And they had no setup, so it's crazy. They had no setup. Yeah, there was no, so it's fixed setup for the first first race, and I think the guys at the F1 esports drivers were allowed setups. I mean, that makes it even more impressive. Like, imagine what what those guys could be doing with the daddy of all setups. Yeah, they'd definitely be there or thereabouts. I think with the the current F1 esports drivers because they've obviously got the reactions. They just need to learn the the little little sort of uh, cheat not cheats but you know the little kind of things that you need to do to in order to be quick although I already noticed just on boards from Charles that you could see that he was upshifting really early out of some corners downshifting then upshifting to get the turn in sorry downshifting to get the turn in upshifting to get the traction which you wouldn't do as quickly in a real life F1 car where they just like slam down the gears then really short shift out some corners so it was interesting to see how he'd already after playing five hours a day uh, picking it up after eight days I guess it's amazing how these F1 drivers, that's what makes them different to us normal humans. I guess they can adapt to these games and find these little, not cheats, but little tips and tricks that they would on the track because every tenth counts, I guess. Yeah, and they applied it straight away, which was which was the crazy thing. Uh, just watching them as well. Whenever I'm driving and... You know, I'm okay. I'm reasonable at the F1 game, but if I make a mistake, I'm you know, it's fifty-fifty chance I'm heading in the wall. Some of the mistakes that Charles Orlando or whoever make on that game, they somehow just manage to save pretty much everything, which is just the most crazy thing to see. You see them coming out that fast left right in the middle sector of Australia, and they're getting on the curb and getting an absolute swapper on, and only losing like a tenth or two because they've managed to correct it and carry on. It's it's crazy. Right, we're going to take a brief intermission from the WTF1 podcast, have a quick chat about two of our sponsors for this episode. Clearly we're doing something right if we can get two, and it all helps to support this podcast. First up, we have Harry's, who has been a sponsor of our podcast before. Harry's razors include everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, which, to be honest, I absolutely need in this time of lockdown. They have a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision-engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel and travel blade cover. Get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for £3.95. Support our podcast and get your trial set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash WTF1 right now. That's harrys.com forward slash WTF1. Now, our second sponsor is also a regular to this podcast and it goes by the name of Babbel, which can help you with learning a language. The app itself has a clear and simple interface guiding you through your learning journey in a funny and smooth way. It doesn't take much time up at all either, with daily 10 to 15 minute lessons. Try Babbel today by going to babbel.co.uk or download the app for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot C-O dot U-K or download the app to try for free. Babbel, learn a new language and make it your own. Thank you for listening, guys. Let's continue with the podcast. Uh, at MLD Sunlight Seventy says, should Charles start an F one esports career? He is already so fast. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he necessarily needs to start an esports career. But yeah, um, well, I hope the pandemic doesn't enough. go on that long. That Formula One drivers need a career change. However yeah, much we're all be... enjoying esports. 
yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely got a place at the moment, but it would be nice for for real life Formula One cars to be going around tracks at some point. But uh, definitely could start an esports career if he wanted to, right? Yeah, I, I just I just can't get over how how quick that that esports stat blows my mind. That if you think the F one esports players they've been playing the games years and years and years for playing the F1 games and putting lap after lap it's their whole lives almost and then like mm-hmm. you say these these guys these F1 drivers are turning up after a little bit of practice on a Twitch stream and they're on the pace straight away it's crazy yeah so cool to see it definitely gives these virtual GPs as well, more credibility, I suppose, when you've got six F1 drivers, current F1 drivers getting involved. You've got, as I say, Jensen Button, you've got all sorts of drivers turning up that I think that when we get to the sort of half the grid, maybe even more, that's when even more eyeballs are going to go on it. But even so, even with with six, there were a ridiculous amount of uh, people watching. And, you know, it's, it's nice in some ways that esports is getting the recognition it kind of deserves but obviously in a in a completely different way than what ever, anyone would have ever imagined yeah i think what what made it stand out this time was the fact that you had so many more racing drivers and even the celebs i guess it was weird actually because you mentioned ben stokes earlier he was almost the odd one out because the teams very much had racing drivers you had a lot more yeah. celebs in the first one. He was the, really the only person that wasn't a racing driver, even the people like Anthony Davidson and stuff or the content creators like Jimmy Broadbent, they do racing games. So he was the mm. odd one out. And I guess that showed because he was the only one really not on the rest of the field in qualifying. I was amazed at how close yeah. the field actually was in qualifying. Yeah, Johnny Herbert, probably the only other one that would have been yeah. uh, a standout as potentially, well, it's very slow in the race, but he still did a, a mid-121, I think it was, in qualifying. So he's, he's got the pace, bless him, and especially when he can't um, put the put the breakthrough on his, his left foot. Um, I think he has to potentially break with his left uh, his right foot. I'm not sure, but oh, really? I know that he, he definitely struggles with the, with the brakes to, to get full force. Um, let's have a look at some questions then. Was the virtual GP better or worse than last time? And uh, we've got a question from Ellie MJ Fred says, do you think we'll see the whole field running in the virtual GPs at some point before all this is over? Well, I think the virtual GP for me was much better. I, it felt, and we said it in the broadcast, it felt so much more professional. It's, it felt as if it was an actual race and we could, you know, monitor the gaps. And I would have liked a lot more infographics on the screen and qualifying especially, you know, there wasn't the the live timing in order to, to to monitor if anyone's on a good or bad lap. And I know you can do it to some extent in F1 2019. And then also just the race itself was was quite good, but I think we needed more information as, as viewers. Yeah, I think the race definitely felt more of a real race. The concept last time we spoke about it in our in our podcast and you know we said it was very much a much needed form of entertainment and it was hilarious but i feel like the kind of chaos would have got dull very quickly if it was just like that every week this felt a lot more like a proper race and the fact that you still got really good battles and it was really entertaining so i think that was a lot better having real drivers that were a lot closer to each other than just people that were so spread out and just a celebrity driving because it's entertaining 
Absolutely. Uh, and for the question from Ellie MJ Fred, I, I don't think we'll see the whole field. I don't think we'll get probably close to it, if I'm being honest with you. No. I know there are drivers out there who would probably just say no, uh, purely because, you know, either they want to be really competitive or they don't want to be embarrassed. Because, you know, some of the drivers who are probably of the older side of things, but I, w- I was about to reference Lewis Hamilton, but I know he plays Gran Turismo Sports, so I'm sure he has enough skills if he wanted to apply them uh, to be somewhere uh, near the front. But it's, yeah, I don't think, you know, you've got Max Verstappen who wouldn't touch the game with a barge pole because, you know, he said that to, to Lando pretty much on on his, on his the phone, didn't he? It's, so I don't think we'll see the whole field, but it'd be nice to see a few more, especially the, the younger ones, Pierre Gasly, for example, and... Yeah, Lance Stroll, those guys. Yeah, who who do you think we could realistically see joining? Because I was thinking about this as well. And Gasly was a name that sprung to mind as well because I think Jack Nichols mentioned it on the coverage, actually, that he's almost the the F2 guy that is missing the reunion between Albon, yeah. Russell yeah. and Charles. So I, I could see him joining. And Lando. And Lando, of course, yeah. Poor old Lando, as much as he tried to tried to race. Yeah. Uh, just trying to think, yeah, who else, you know, when you go through the teams. Grosjean. Ferrari, I, don't, you know, I don't see Vettel coming no. anywhere near this. Bottas, probably not. Hamilton, no. Um, Ocon. Renault, I don't think Ricardo would. Ocon is Ocon, a Ocon GT Sport could. driver, isn't he? He's doing a race at the uh, today, I think, or tomorrow on GT yeah. Sport. So they've got a new thing. But he definitely has the capabilities to... To get involved if uh, if he wanted to, yeah. Um, who else? Racing Point, it's Perez, nah. Stroll, maybe. Um, the Haas guys, Grosjean, Magnussen. Grosjean PJ got a sim, didn't he? Grosjean got a sim. Yeah. So he said he needed to practice, but he does have two or three kids, so it's probably <laughs> easier said than done compared Look. to the likes of Albon and Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm happy to see the likes of Hulkenberg and Button and those guys getting involved as well. Because, you know, they're, they're either, well, obviously Hulkenberg was last year, but they're recent F1 drivers. And so I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be involved either to fill the spaces that, that um, you know, that are undoubtedly going to be open from the guys that don't want to get involved. Yeah, I'd much rather see the likes of Jensen Button and Hulkenberg than, no offence, but Liam Payne or someone like that, which pers- for me personally doesn't interest me. You say me. no offence like, uh, like I, I'm a I know he's a big fan. I know all the 1D fans are a big fan of this podcast, so, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. Fair. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's briefly touch on Lando's game issues. That was, uh, well, for another time. He, he, he struggled in Bahrain and he's also struggled again yesterday. At Uzair Said says, should F1 take a look at moving away from Codemasters games in future events or maybe ask Codemasters to make their game more of a simulation? Is Lando's issues with the game due to his PC or is it the game not working as it should? I think that's it's a, that's a drastic, very drastic um, question there from Uzair. I think, no, obviously, the Codemasters, I think, have got the deal till 2025 or something, as far as I'm aware. So I don't think they're going to be looking to move away anytime soon. That 2025 might be wrong, but I think it's a long-term deal anyway. And making their game more of a simulation? No, I, again, I think genuinely they just need to iron out some of the bugs and issues, which you know they've had for many years, it has to be said. Whatever they are, they've varied but sometimes they have been game-breaking. So for me, they don't need to make it more of a simulation, no. I like the fact that it's easy to pick up. You can allow the likes of Jensen Button and you know Nika Hulkenberg and these guys to literally pick up the game and be somewhere near the pace. 
but then you've got like R Factor and iRacing, which are much harder to to get up to uh, get to spe- up to speed with. Which we'll go on to uh, shortly about the Race Legends Trophy. But for me, I don't see it particularly needing to change apart from just ironing out the bugs and maybe giving the viewers a bit more info. You could argue that um, the game, yeah, the fact that it is pick up and play means that we have had the likes of Albon, Russell and even Charles. You know, he could he could turn up with 40 hours of practice and be competitive and do really well. Whereas if he was on iRacing, I'm sure that would not be the case. Yeah, absolutely. And you might get Max Verstappen if we moved to R-Factor, but we won't get anyone else. <laughs> and I don't think it Formula depends, 1 depends would what be... Uh, it would be career suicide for Formula One to go against their own official game, wouldn't it? Oh, they, they would never do that. No, they would never do that unless not. it was literally breaking the entire lobby. But it's not. It's breaking Lando's computer and that's it. And that was the end of the question was, is Lando's issues with the game due to his PC or is it the game not working as it should? I mean, it's difficult to say. Obviously, I'm not a, an IT technician, but in terms of it seems to always be Lando, there clearly is something functionality wise within his computer that isn't agreeing with the f1 game because we're not seeing five or six people drop out of the game and that's it you know we had a couple of people leave the session but they were able to rejoin it just seems like whatever's going on with lando's computer it's just not not liking f1 and uh, i i think he uninstalled as well didn't he so exactly that they won't enjoy that but it is it does seem to be just him so i guess leclerc alban Russell, they've just joined and not seem to have any issues. So it's easy to point fingers at Codemasters, but it does seem to be the same driver all the time. So we'll see. I'm sure he can get it fixed. Yeah. And he will definitely reinstall the game and be back on it. Absolutely. He it did it for the views, a, didn't he? A protest. For show, probably. Yeah. yeah, a bit of a protest. Um, Tommy, let's go to your three-word race review. Uh, mine is impressed by Button. I just thought he was extremely impressive in both the virtual gp and also the legends trophy that happened at the weekend as well though for those that don't know uh, it's the races sim racing event on r factor 2 which jensen burton also did and barry kello took part and a few other legendary drivers like emerson fittipaldi montoya and button did very well in that and for someone that's just picked up a sim this the gaming side, I guess he's he's not he's not as old as the likes of Emerson Fittipaldi, but you'd maybe argue that he's not from the, the play PlayStation generation, if you like. So for him to be that good and in the virtual GP as well, he was racing wheel to wheel with Alex Albon. Uh, I was exactly the same, you know, very impressed by Button, you know, watching him in the Legends Trophy uh, was was amazing. If you guys haven't seen that, we, we will be releasing some stuff on our socials An alternative commentary. Right, Tommy? Yeah, we've been doing a very much uh, the WTF1 approach to commentary with random crazy facts and us being us. And screaming, lots of screaming. Uh, yeah, not well, only the race uh, was Jensen Button absolutely was... Absolutely crazy. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, not only Jensen Button uh, was involved, but also Rubens Barrichello. And Rubens Barrichello ended up winning the second race. Uh, not only having his esports debut uh, that weekend, but but winning a race uh, in the Brabham BT44B. Is that right? I think I remembered it correctly. Uh, BT44B, yeah. The Smashed it. 1970s one with the huge airbox and massive rear wheels. Yeah, they, they looked ridiculous to drive. Uh, but yeah, Jensen Button... Also with the F1 game, you know, as you say, 
fighting with Alex Alban. He was getting stuck in as well. He wasn't just moving over. Very impressed just how he was quick enough because I think he had no assists on as well. I would hope so anyway. I'm assuming on that. But I know a lot of the F1 drivers obviously will go on to that and not have ABS on and all that stuff that they're so used to not having. But um, but yeah, Jensen and, and Rubens, unreal. It was so cool to, to see Rubens Barrichello win against such... Uh, well, to be fair, there was quite a few amazing racers in the in the the race uh, esports legends trophy, just purely from like Darren Turner, who has a sim company, Andy Prio, he he does sim racing all the time. There's loads of people, right? Yeah, and the fact that Barry Kello managed to be on the pace straight away, similar to Charles, I guess, and his win wasn't even that lucky because he got a reverse grid. Uh, it was a reverse grid race, the second race, but he didn't just finish last in the previous race start from pole and and no that was emerson fittipaldi wasn't it 73 year old emerson uh starting on pole for the second race and ended up finishing last anyway but uh yeah i think ruben started sixth didn't he and it was uh yeah it was crazy race you know just it was around a track that i'd never heard of until the second we loaded up the video so nola nola anybody anybody know nola i've forgotten it already no had one race yeah, one one Indy race in IndyCar race. 2015. Is that right? Did I remember you? What yeah, you, you, you remembered. Boom! I listened to what you say, Tommy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so obviously, there, there's not much else in terms of F1 news happening at the moment. But one thing that did come up, the one story that we all latched onto, was uh, Silverstone offering to run multiple races, including a reversed layout. So, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this as an F1 fan. Not great, if I'm being completely honest, the fact that we'd have to run the same track twice or multiple times. But at least it's an interesting, I guess, just purely because of how flat Silverstone is, they can kind of get away with offering reverse. Yeah, it feels like a bit of a publicity stunt maybe from Silverstone, but I guess it has got people talking about it, which is exactly what they wanted. But if it did... I guess what they're saying is if it got to the point where we couldn't, maybe even the Formula One teams couldn't travel, and a bit like in football, there, there's talks of this kind of <laughs> quarantine camp where they play out all the rest of the games behind closed doors in a safe environment. And maybe Silverstone's idea is that they could sort of do the same thing, almost like a championship on Silverstone, and they mix up all the different layouts. But in terms of reverse Silverstone, I don't see how that's going to work we had a chat about it earlier didn't we how the curbs aren't going to be in the right place when you're taking certain racing lines that i think it's a lot more work than just running the cars backwards on a track yeah maybe it is a case of a publicity stunt i don't know what they really have to gain from it silverstone by pulling this stunt people can't visit can they at the moment (laughs) no no exactly yeah so it's uh it's an odd one i guess it would be very much a case of right you know we can't go to x y and z i mean to be fair why would why would we go to silverstone i guess purely because of how many f1 teams are based here uh but still it still poses the same problems uh, so i don't really know yeah what it really would have to offer apart from just adding another race to the calendar and if we're already hitting the quota of 8 or however many it needs to be to be a world championship i don't know if f1 would would do it it just it would just feel a bit wrong, I guess. And I, and also, you know, that then F1 teams have an argument of, well, our car, it doesn't work as well around this track and we have to race here twice. How does that work and, and stuff like that? Yeah, I think it's going to get 
the suggestions are going to get crazier and crazier as this goes on. If this is only a month in, when we get in three months down the line, maybe it's still not going ahead. What kind of suggestions are we going to be getting by then? Yeah, it's going to be mental, but it's we need some racing action. You know, it's it's April now, <laughs> and we haven't had round one, so it would be nice for everything to, to clear off and people obviously do as they're told. But um, it's, let's see. It's so let's bad, see how it the, goes. Time, the timing. I know this is like nothing to do with it, and there are much bigger issues, but the, it's almost unbelievable, isn't it, that we've been waiting for the Formula One season. You have this massive off-season. They go testing, and then and it hits then this happens. on the first race. I mean, race. it literally we've feels like testing didn't happen. It's, it's crazy to think that, you know, it genuinely doesn't feel like we've had testing, and testing is going to be completely and utterly nullified now pretty much because everything is going to have changed. We don't know which tracks we're going to and all that good stuff. So... Oh, it's, it's what are they going to do? Are they going to have another session of testing? Like, how how do you see it panning out? Yeah, imagine if they decide the world championship based on testing and all those races where we said all those <laughs> podcasts where we said testing doesn't matter, and then testing well, decides now the it world does. championship. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my god, that would be uh, yeah. And then Hamilton gets to seven titles, and then he's never regarded as good as Shumi because he won a testing title. I can that, see that it now. Be, yeah, peak Mercedes. The only time they top testing is when it really matters and wins them the world <laughs> championship. <laughs> oh, imagine. Uh, another thing that went on was F1 showing another classic F1 race. I didn't tune into it, but uh, I imagine you did, Tommy. Monaco 96, one of my favourite all-time races and one we did for that time when podcast. So go listen Was that the one that. where only like five people finished? Uh, three people finished. Three. That was it. Three people. That's madness, isn't it? You barely get three retirements in F1 now. And just the podium finished. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, at the Dale Barb says, should they keep these races going in the future after everything settles down? Obviously not during race weekends, but off-season or reserve drivers. Is this a question about classic races being shown or the virtual GP or what? I guess they mean reckon? a bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we could just address it from from all of the sides, but I guess them showing classic F1 races, I don't know if they would end up doing that when F1's back. It kind of draws attention away from the season. I don't know. I, I don't think they will. It's more to just fill a gap, isn't it? Yeah, it, they're doing everything they can. I think a lot of people said this. We're, we almost have more to watch because there's everyone's trying to compensate for the lack of F1. So... There's classic races, there's the the races esports thing, there's the Veloce esports thing, there's the virtual GP. People are doing different things to kind of cover that race weekend. So we're almost we almost have more content that weekend. But in terms yeah, so of so much content to absorb, isn't there? Yeah. But I guess may, maybe there's something to learn with making more of a thing of the race weekends. Maybe on non f1 weekends it would be it would be a shame after all this if we never get to see a virtual race again with charles leclerc alban russell lando it would be nice for it to yeah definitely i think there's definitely scope isn't there for the virtual gp you know they've seen how many eyeballs it brings to it obviously a lot of that is because people are yearning for content and you know that they'll they'll tune into this sort of amazing event but also, you know, they could look to do a virtual GP in at a Grand Prix. 
uh, for example, they could they could tee it up on the Thursday or the Friday. I know that obviously the F1 drivers have a huge amount of time, huge amount of time, no time. They have a huge amount of uh, uh, tasks and, and things to do over the course of a Grand Prix weekend. But maybe there's maybe there's something they can do on, on the day they arrive or, or I don't know. Uh, it, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but there's clearly I, I do. A, a want for it, Let- isn't there? Let's get rid of practice and replace it with a virtual Grand Prix between the drivers. Yeah. And then we don't. Yeah, you reckon that? Yeah. Then we can finally get rid of practice. It would be incredible. (laughs) (laughs) It's just your uh, your plot, isn't it? To to get rid of practice. Just everything that happens can be an excuse to get rid of practice. (laughs) (laughs) But clearly, there. But on a serious note, there is really a there is. Uh, a need for this virtual GP for, for F1 esports. Maybe there's a case of having an integration of a pro am, you know, where there's a driver and a, a pro or whatever. But you know, clearly it's working. Clearly, whatever you know, people wouldn't tune in if, if it was a product they didn't want at all. Uh, and I think we're going to come out of this with a lot more people understanding the pull of of esports and especially with Formula One. Hundred percent, it is. I said it before, and I will say the same pun again that it is a game changer for esports. This whole scenario that while everything else seems to be stuttering, esports has just gone huge. Yes, it's awesome to see. And I'm, I for one am very happy because I love esports. You know, I watch both F1, obviously, I'm part of the F1 esports stuff, but, you know, I'll watch Gran Turismo, I'll watch League of Legends, I'll watch all the the esports because I'm a massive nerd. So uh, I am all for esports getting bigger and bigger. That's pretty much it. That is the WTF1 podcast done. Uh, Let us know in the comment section below or wherever you're watching hashtag WTF on podcast. If, uh, if you're not watching on anywhere, you can comment. Uh, let us know what you'd like us to, to do podcasts on. Is there anything in particular you'd want us to address? Because obviously right now there isn't a huge amount of news. So, so we're very much open to, to any ideas that you guys have. We'll obviously be sitting down and, and, and thinking about some stuff as well, but uh, we want to listen to you guys uh, who listen to this podcast for for whatever reason uh, so so let us know please do get in touch obviously at tommy wtf1 on on twitter i'm at matt w matty wtf1 it should be on the screen and uh yeah just just get in contact with us and we can hopefully uh make your dreams come true isn't that right Tommy? yeah i'd love to hear some suggestions because it would be nice to mix up the podcast so you know we'll we will have the virtual gps to talk about we'll be doing our that time when series as normal but it would be nice. Maybe maybe this is our chance to mix things up a bit and maybe do something new. So be interesting to hear what people think. Interesting indeed. So yeah, please do get involved with that. Also check out the sponsors for this video and that is pretty much it. My name's Matt. I don't know why I'm doing the intro for the outro. You're Tommy. Thank you for watching. I am. Is that it, Tommy? Anything else you want to add today? Do it no, right let's now. Get, let's get our wave on. Okay, I'm going to wave to you now. Thanks for watching, everybody. Bye. Bye.